Well, good evening, everybody. How's everyone doing tonight? Are you ready to go? Anybody ready to flow? Good, good, good. It may be hot out there, but in here it's hot in a different way. It's the burning fire of the Holy Ghost burning in us. Amen? Well, welcome to the Wednesday night believers meeting. And I hope you come believing. Praise God. If you're new with us tonight, we're so glad you came. And uh, we trust you'll be ministered to and experience God on a whole nother level uh, than you're used to. Yeah. Yeah. If you're old. <laughs> Is it new or old, right? Not n- old and young, new and old. Whatever. If you're old. <laughs> we uh, hope you come expecting to experience God on a whole nother level. Because how many know you? we never reach the end of Him? I say, I've been a Christian for a long time. Good for you. You think you've scratched the surface of eternity? Of God who is infinite? I mean, I tell you, there's always going to be a new, uh, a, a new side. A mult, like a multifaceted, you know, diamond or something like that. There's always another angle. And, and that will keep going on forever. Uh, and so we know for certain, absolutely certain, uh, that here and now in this house, there's plenty for us to see and admire and acknowledge. Amen? And I think the Lord is desirous to show us, to, to speak to us, to reveal to us, make known to us His ways, His love, His power. Praise God. Like I was, I was trying to say earlier, if you're new with us today, uh, at the end of the service, uh, whenever that is, uh, we invite you to stop by our, our little area in the well, in the lobby out there and we have a special gift for you and we'd love to connect with you and be a blessing in your life and uh, hope your life will never be the same again if you have kids with us tonight or or youth with us in the youth service uh, they're being well taken care of and uh, they're being ministered to on their level and uh, we believe they will never be the same praise God amen say do you start all of your services this way no in fact, on Wednesday, we, we purpose to be uh, completely schedule-less. I don't mean we're unprepared. We're totally prepared on the inside. And we pray and seek the Lord, and then we come in here by faith and trust Him to fill our mouths with whatever needs to be said, whether it's a, a prophecy, a teaching, an exhortation, uh, whether it's a, you know, a prayer time up front, whether it's extended worship or seeking the Lord, we just we, we in, intend to stay open and, and, and be led of the Spirit. Yeah? And, and He's always got a plan. He's always got something He wants to say and do. And if He can work with us and we'll be yielded vessels, I tell you, great things can happen. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. And so tonight, uh, you know, I just have it in my heart to say a few things at the, at the onset, and then we'll see where it goes from there. All right, and uh, and so say, so aren't we supposed to start with with uh, singing and stuff? No, no, we're not supposed to start with anything. We're just supposed to gather in His name. We set our hearts on Him and go, God. 
Maybe there's a reason two-thirds of his name is go. <laughs> go God. And we want him to go, and we want to f- uh, follow him in, 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 his, in his leading. Amen. Here's one of the things that, uh, I don't know, is, is kind of a stalwart in these type of services, and that is we desire to move closer to him. All right, and and w- what we mean by that, uh, you know, James chapter four and different places use the language uh, written written to Christians. And again, I know some of them were backslidden Christians, and maybe that's you, maybe that's not you. Uh, but the language is used to draw near to God, and then He would draw near or come close to you. All right, and so there's our position in Christ, which is. You're only, going to get, you're only going to be so saved. You know, you receive the Lord and you're all saved. In one sense, your relationship with God is never going to get any better than it is from the day you got born again because you were made totally righteous. You were accepted in Him. You were, you know, everything He said you were, you got it instantaneously. On a practical level, though, our life is also about fellowship with Him. It's about communion. It's about talking. It's about a dialogue. It's about faith. It's about growth. It's about hearing from heaven and receiving and listening and obedience and, and, and all those factors come in. So on that level, there's a very real truth that we can be further or closer to Him. And we like to intentionally take time in services and, uh, and uh, you know, to get close to Him. And, and, and that's not always common in, in modern-day Christianity. You, you know, uh, many modern-day Christians, at least in our culture, there are different countries around the world, and they have their own challenges, and, and it may not be the same as ours. But modern-day Christianity, people don't spend much time with the Lord. It's blow in and blow out. It's drive through. You know, it's fast food. It's give me a quick worship, give me a quick message, um, if we need to pray, you know, I've prayed with people before and I went on for, you know, more than 30 seconds and I got, uh, you know, did, not knowing the people, I thought at the end, they thought, I think they thought I was praying too long. <laughs> I thought, ah. You know, almost like, you know, you put your hand on them, you put your hand on their shoulder and they're almost like after 30 seconds, you can feel them kind of like being done. It's like, you might not know God very well. <laughs> You know, if, if everything has got to be that quick and that brief, and I'm I'm thrilled about quick and brief. I'm, you know, no seriously. I mean, we we sometimes pray for people, and it just doesn't take but a second, and they've got it. They've got their answer. They get healed, something like that. But I also know that there are times of waiting on the Lord and taking time that are necessary. And what I began to say is, modern day in our culture, Christianity often lacks that, and people never take time with the Lord. They never have time to, to hear. I mean, they have a, a third-grade mentality when it comes to teaching. I can't, I've, what you taught, you taught more than 20 minutes. That's kind of long, don't you think? <laughs> well, <laughs> depends how spiritual you are, right? Or, man, we, we sang for like 45 minutes. That's really long. It is? It is? And so we want to be open. Right? We want to be open to getting beyond our own uh, American 
idealism of Christianity and a relationship with God and be open for more. I like the word more. You know, we, we've come to learn that there is more to a relationship with God than salvation. In other words, there is the promise of the Father, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, right? And, and many of us have received that. We got saved, we're going to heaven, but then we were filled with the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden you got all these, you get, you know, you speak in tongues, you got all these gifts that, you're, that you have access to. It's like a whole new world opened up. Why? Because you were open to more. But, of course, there's more understanding. There's more revelation. There's, there, there's more experiences in Him. And, uh, and, the, and the Lord has ministered to me and, and showed me uh, things that will happen. And I can't wait to see some of them. It's going to be fun. <laughs> but just some unusual ways that He's going to move. I mean unusual in the sense that we haven't experienced or it isn't the norm in the body of Christ. But they're very, you know, I mean... You're dealing with an infinite, all-powerful God. There's a whole lot on the table, yeah. And we open up our mind to to seeing new things and experiencing Him in greater ways, and uh, He'll continue to blow us away. Amen. Amen. Let me show you something. I, I told you I wanted to start with just sharing a couple things. Uh, in Revelation, Revelation chapter four, last book of the Bible. Revelation chapter 4, see, and these things will help us tonight, if nothing else, and there's always a something else, but if, you, you ever remember when Steve Jobs was alive and he was the head of Apple, and he'd give up and, get, and give these announcements of their new products, and, uh, and at the, it was very common at the end, they'd act, the whole thing was done, and they're about to finish, and he'd say, oh, and one more thing, and then they'd introduce their latest, greatest uh, little gadget. And uh, I think the Lord is that way. He's always got something else. So we're going to, we, we start with what we know. We start with, with the, and, and we start, and if, if there's nothing else other than, hey, I got co- closer to the Lord tonight. Sure glad I went to church. How many think your, your life will be better off on Thursday and Friday and Saturday? And, you know, if the only thing you got was I'm closer to the Lord, meaning I have a greater consciousness of him. I have a greater communion. We're talking more. If nothing else happened, that would be totally worth it. It would be well worth our time of not watching whatever's on TV or doing something else. We spent time when we came out closer to Him. All right? But then there's always, there's always one more thing. Let's see what that is. Let's see what that is tonight. I don't even know. But let's see what else He wants to throw in the mix. Because while you're close, you know, when you're close to people who know a lot, you tend to come out learning something. Amen. In Revelation chapter 4 and verse 11, it reads, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Now, now, now think about that. Uh, individuals often ask, Why did God make us? What's the purpose for our our existence? This scripture says, this is the New King James Bible, it reads, and by your will they exist. So in short, you could say it this way, because he wanted us. Now that might seem simplistic, but that's also powerful to me. Why am I here? God wanted me. 
I mean, listen, the God who owns everything, who can make whatever he wants, can do it however he wants, whenever he wants, wanted you. Say, does he even know me? Absolutely knows you and wants you. He wants me. I'm in existence. I was nothing. I didn't exist. And now I do because God wanted me to exist. Hallelujah. If you ever feel insignificant, quit it. Knock it off. So no one wants me. Someone wants you. If no one wanted you, you would not be here. Yeah? Say, well, I, was, I came into the earth in, by accident or in a, in a bad situation. Maybe that were true as far as your physical birth on the earth. But who are you? You're not a body. You're not just whatever came about from the physical standpoint and the result of whatever. There's you. There's the you part of you. The real part of you that lasts forever. You know why you're in there? Because God wanted you. He wanted you to be there. He wanted you to be created and then exist forever with Him. He wanted to wake up every day. Yeah, I know He doesn't sleep. And you be in His world forever. A million years from now. You'll be on his mind. Amazing. Now, I like this verse also from the King James Bible. Uh, and it, instead of the word, you're, they were created by your will, uh, it says, for your pleasure, they are created. For your pleasure. So, think about that. What does God the Father think about us? We bring him pleasure. Yeah. Sometimes people have this idea about their, about their existence, about their relationship with God, that they're, they kind of annoy him most of the time. <laughs> they, he, he's kind of ticked off that they're around. No, you bring pleasure to him. In, in, in what you do, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes what I do doesn't bring pleasure to him. I, I admit that. And sometimes I do, does. But my existence does. My existence brings, your, your very existence brings pleasure to God. Think about that now. Again, God of the universe, all-knowing, all-wise, all-capable, all this, all this stuff. And yet the creation of you added to him. Added to eternity. Added to infinitum. You add pleasure to God. I think that's pretty cool. Now, uh, I mean, we can understand that uh, at least on a human level. Uh, my wife and I were happy before we had kids. <laughs> you are understanding that completely wrong, I think. Here's what I'm saying. <laughs> we were not unhappy before we had kids. We were not having some great void of dissatisfaction. And our lives are just empty. No, we were good. 
and we were happy, and life was, was well, right? It was good. But when we had kids, they still added something to us. Why did we have them? We, we wanted to. We wanted them. Why? You could say it this way. They bring us pleasure. Yeah? You mean always in everything they do? No, no. Their existence brings us pleasure. Sometimes their actions do and sometimes their actions don't. But their existence brings us pleasure. They added to our lives. We would not revert. Even on the worst days. <laughs> you ever wish we didn't have Wendy? <laughs> or, should we have left Wesley, you know, in the thought realm? Yeah. <laughs> you might be have those thoughts, those temptations on some days, but no, not with our kids. But, but no, you don't think that way. And I don't believe God regrets having us. We add to him, we bring him pleasure. So think about this relationship with him. Sometimes we get into the mode of trying to please him like it's difficult. Trying to make him smile and be happy with us. Almost like, I'm going to give it a shot. Probably useless. But, no, actually, what's probably true is it's super easy. It's super easy. When you believe, he's, he's pleased. When you say, Father, I believe in you. And you don't see him, not physically. You, you don't see. You, I believe in you. He's pleased with that. Yeah, you put a smile on his face. Yeah? Because it's super easy. Because he wanted, he wanted us. We bring pleasure to him. Amen. And then, so if that's the case, if the greatest and highest joy of our lives, of our existence, is just... Being who we are, God's creation, God's children, and being with Him, and He enjoys that, then maybe we ought to do that more often. Meaning, just, I'm just here to be with you. I'm just here to hang around you and listen to you. And be in your presence. And nothing else. And he created us and designed us so that would be, that would be possible. Now think about what he created. Now let me, let me do this. In fact, let me show you another verse in a minute. So you turn to Psalm 8 so I don't forget. You hold me to that. But you, you remember uh, the very first verse in the Bible. Any, cause any, can anyone... Uh, Identify the very first verse in the Bible. Say it, say it with me if we can. All same, same translation. Ready? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. All right. We did pretty good. Yeah? Did you, did you find us in that verse? No. No. Um, God created first in the beginning... The heavens and the earth. Why? He liked heavens and earths. <laughs> he liked rocks and dirt and, and gold and, 
and diamonds and all the metals and, and water and plants and things. Right? It's his idea. So someone said, what is heaven going to look like? I don't know completely, but there'll probably be a lot of stuff that's here, there. Just better. Un, un, unpolluted by sin and, and so forth. It'll be there. Why? Because it's God's idea. He created heaven. He created earth. Okay, heaven remains in a perfect state. Earth is corrupted, waiting for redemption. All right? That's why there's earthquakes and tornadoes. Earth is gone. I got that from Romans 8. It's groaning. It's groaning, waiting for the sons of God to manifest. Okay? And be delivered from this sin corruption. So it's doing all its stuff. Heaven is amazing. But take out the sin, and they're, they're probably very similar. God's idea. So God's got this cool place, heaven. He's got this really cool, and really heavens, because there's the stars and the planets. That's a heaven. There's planet heaven. Then there's the stellar heavens, right? Then there's the atmospheric heavens. We look and the birds fly in the heavens, right? So there's heavens, depending on what you're referring to. God created all this cool stuff. What do you want to do once you... You, uh, you know, build something, or Amy's a maker, and uh, she's crafty. And, uh, you know, what do you want to do after you create something, you know, either either in the oven or on the wall? She says, I make you look at it. (laughs) Yeah. If you feel good about something, or say you're not a, you know, a creator, but maybe a buyer... (laughs) And you get some new duds or some <laughs> duds. They still use that word? <laughs> uh, <laughs> or a new car or something like that. Or maybe you get a boat. Uh, some people have boats and stuff. Well, what do you want to do after you get a boat? Well, you want to go out for sure, but then that gets old really quick. You riding around the lake in your boat. Right? What do you want to do? You want to share that boat with someone else. You want someone else to come with you. Now it's more enjoyable, right? And that's the reason God created the heavens and the earth and then us. He created all this stuff and then he said, I want to share this with someone. This is amazing. This is so, this, I, I like this. This is beautiful. This is fun. This is enjoyable. I want to make some people who can enjoy it. And you think about all of God's creation, what's the purpose? It's to bring you joy. It's to make me happy. Amen. Again, I go back to, I go back to our own kids. What do we want to do? We want to create another life. So we, what do we want from them? We just want them to be happy. I mean, in the beginning, we joke later about I made these boys to do the work at the, you know... I made my son to mow the lawn and, you know, that kind of stuff. But in reality, in the beginning, you're just creating someone because you want them to be happy. You want to, you look forward to, you know, teaching them how to care for themselves and feed themselves and how to ride the bike and and how to, uh, you know, learn and do various things and identify their skill set and maybe learn to swing a bat or... Uh, learn to draw or craft or, you know, Amy teaches the girls to like tea. And uh, 
they eat tea and Wendy puts lettuce and, and mayonnaise on her burger, which is totally crazy. But it's probably enjoyable for their mother because they like it the same way she does. (laughs) But there's something about, what what are we genuinely seeking? We just want to bless them. Yeah, we know part of that blessing is to teach them responsibility and to learn and be corrected and that kind of stuff. But we want them to have a good life. We want them to be happy, successful. And I want us to think about this in relationship to God. This is the primary thing he's looking for. He enjoys us and just wants to give us a happy, fulfilled life. And I don't have to try to get him to want that. I don't have to convince him. I wish the Lord was more interested in my happiness. Why do you think you exist? Because when you smile, he smiles. When you're fulfilled... He is happy about that. Amen. And so he makes stuff just for us. Now, did you find Psalm 8? All right. Let me get over there too. Psalm chapter 8. Might as well read verse 1. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider, verse 3, when I consider your heavens and the, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained. So in other words, I consider them, I'm impressed. Whoa, you made this. Good job. Impressive. Verse 4, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you should visit him. It's like, who am I? In all this amazing vastness of creation, who am I that, that, that you would think about me? That you would be mindful of me? But he is. That's the amazing thing. His mind is on us. We occupy God's thoughts. And he's powerful and mighty and all-wise and all-knowing and full of joy and every good thing. And and he's thinking about you. He's thinking about me. What a tragedy if we're not thinking about him back. I mean, he is the God of the universe and and he's thinking about us. I think it makes a whole lot of sense to think back. Verse 6, you have made him to have dominion. Over the works of your hands. You see, that's Genesis 1. Genesis 1, 28. Give you dominion over fish of the sea, birds of the air, the whole earth. All right? You have put all things under his feet. Oh, I, I missed a part. I was, I was trying to get to verse 5. I skipped verse 5. You have made him a little lower than the angels. All right? Hebrew word there is the word Elohim, which is also translated God. All right? You could easily, without doing any disservice to this verse, say, you have made him a little lower than God and have crowned him with glory and honor. So this is God's view, the Father's view of us. He made us a little beneath himself and crowned us with glory and honor. Why did he make us 
a little lower than himself and not like way lower. Again, this goes to his desire for a relationship with us. If he made us way lower, how are we going to have any kind of conversation whatsoever? You know, I have a little bit of a relationship with our dog. But it's pretty, it's pretty surface level. Because he only knows like three words. <laughs> you know, I can pet him and he can lick, you know, lick my hand or whatever and sometimes stop it. So uh, the Lord didn't make us way lower than himself. He made us, he made us a little bit lower. Why? So we could talk. So we could have intelligent conversation. So we could fellowship with, it, with one another. And in that relationship, he brings us pleasure. Uh, he does. But I meant it to say the other way. But that's way, it works that way too. Because in his presence is fullness of joy and his right hand are pleasures for every more, evermore. But we bring him pleasure just in being with him. Okay? Now watch. Sometimes we spend all of our time seeking him for things and stuff. Many times they're, they're good things. Many times they're things that he said he would do, that he promised, and we're seeking him. And there's definitely a time to seek for God to show us, reveal to us, do things in our lives. Um, but there are also times, and, and, and the Lord has, has dealt with me before, where I think I'm going to go and pray about something, and I know now is not the time to pray about that something. Now is the time to just spend time with Him, period. In other words, take what I want, what I, what I may be walking through my day with, and it's like sitting right here. And everywhere I turn, there it is. I need this fixed. I need the situation solved. Huh? I don't know if you've ever been there. It's just ever-present. And, Lord, I'm believing for you for this, and I'm trusting you for this, and I thank you that this is so, and we're, we're doing, our, doing our deal and believing God for this, where he has uh, shown me, set this over here and just be. Just enjoy. Just worship. Just listen. Just thank him. Just tell him what you think about him. And every time this comes to mind, put it away. Now think about it. If this is a real pressing need in your life, and you really need it, and it's something that's a big deal, if you were to set it aside, let's just say for the rest of, or for a while, I don't know, if you were to set it aside and just not talk to him about it at all, say, just say, everything's going to be fine, I'm not going to think about that, I'm just, gonna hear, I'm just here to be with you today. If you were to set that aside, do you think at the end of your time with him that you would be closer to this or further from this i mean i would say absolutely you're not going to get further away from it you're not going to be in a worse position you will not have considered that time man i sure wasted time because i didn't talk to him about that at all if anything we're in a closer position in a better place so when we go back to looking at, hey, I need to trust God to solve this problem over here, you're in a better position because 
your awareness of Him is tight. The relationship is close. And then if you need to turn back and say, okay, Father, now this, then fine, do, you know, but it, it could be solved in the middle of it. He may give you direction as far as what to do about it. But there are definitely times when it's not, uh, let, let me use, uh, how can I illustrate with my own children again? without throwing them under the bus. Uh, but we've had times where one of, the, one of the kids would want something and it's like they want to bring it up again and again and again and again. And it's like, if you don't shut up about that. Now, I'm not saying we're resembling the father, but, but as human parents, if you don't shut up about that, you're never getting it. It's like, stop talking about it, especially if we already gave a direction. You know, like, yes, we'll, take, we'll handle this for you. And then, you know, three hours later, if you haven't done it. So what about? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Any parents? Parents can relate to that. If you're not a parent, if you're going to be a parent someday, <laughs> get ready. <laughs> but there's times I think it's appropriate to shut up about certain things. Just be my kid for a while. Let's just hang out and have fun. Amen. And I think the Father desires that kind of relationship with us. Is it ever appropriate to pray about stuff? Totally. And He wants to answer and do things. Is there a time just to say, I'm just here to be with you. I don't want anything. I don't want anything. Shouldn't I at least tell him something? No, nothing. There's time. There's time. This is often the undeveloped part of our of our walk with God. It gets left aside. We always feel like we have to be inquiring and and trying to get something. No, just be. And if at the end of our time, just being and in His presence, if we say, "I don't know if I got anything," yeah, you did. You got to be with your Father. And he happens to be the creator of the universe. And he loves you. And he was happy that you showed up. And you know how that, I almost don't want to tell you this, but I'll just tell you up front. It's hard for him not to respond when you do that. It's difficult. I mean, there is a a love extended and expressed that comes from his heart and he wants to do things for us. He wants to bless us. And we're right there in his face saying, I'm just happy to be here. You don't want anything? Just I want to be here. I just want to acknowledge that you're awesome in my life. I'm so thankful for what you've done for me. And so I don't know, I'm not here to get anything. How long do you think you can stay there and him not say, I know you didn't want anything, but you want one of these? (laughs) Would you like to have this? And he'll start moving. I'm I'm just saying don't go in for that reason. Let's just literally keep it pure for now. Or and whatever time it is in your life that you just say, I'm just going to take this 10 minutes, this 30 minutes, this hour, this whatever it is. Just going to be with him. Amen. And watch things happen. Watch things happen. When you do go in needing something, it's not like you earned it. 
No, it's just you know him. It's just easier. Praise God. Amen. Well, we're good. Hallelujah. Now we're ready to have service. Because I got that out. I hope that helps your heart. And I hope it helps to steer steer your faith here. Let's just spend some let's spend a little bit of time with them and we'll see what happens after that. Uh, if the Lord wants us to do something else, uh, then we will. But if we could just spend time with him a little bit, I'd be happy with that. Amen. Amen. Why don't you stand up with me? Praise God. And uh, you guys, why don't you come up and be ready on the stage? And if we if we sing a song or two or ten, um, let's uh, start. If we start something on on the slow side, not on the fast side. Sometimes you know we often will start with shouting stuff and then go to the slow stuff. Let's go the other way. If we get to the fast stuff, doesn't matter. Whatever the Spirit leads. Amen. All right. Close your eyes. Look to Him tonight. Father, we love You. We worship You. Oh, we serve You with all of our hearts, with all of our lives. With all that we are, with all that we have, we just serve You. We're just pleased to be with You. Father, we're pleased to be in Your presence. We're thankful that we can climb up in your lap and just hang out. We enjoy you. You bring us pleasure and delight. More than any natural thing. More than any material blessing. More than any hobby. More than any house or car or boat or plane or clothing or food or any natural thing. You bring us pleasure. Like the old song, more more beautiful than diamonds and more costly than gold more precious than silver if I said those right Father you are that to us you are so valuable to us and we enjoy being in your family being a part of your your kingdom and your great plan we honor you today we worship you we serve you with our whole heart with all we are and all we do Tell the Father today, go ahead and express to Him your own worship, your own praise, your own gladness. We rejoice in You. We delight to do Your will, O God. We are pleased to serve You. We are blessed to be in Your presence, in Your kingdom, to live in such a time as this, to be called, to be chosen by You, to be with You. We serve You, Lord. From the bottom of our hearts, we do. We serve you. We worship you. We enjoy you. We worship you and we adore you. Oh, we honor you and bless you. Oh, Father, you are holy and you are true and you are good. Faithful to a thousand generations. Faithful to you, we will be because faithful you are to us. Thank you, Father, that we can trust you. We we can trust you. You surround us. You hold us in your hand and no one can pluck us from your hand. You surround us with loving kindness and tender mercies. We thank you for all that you are to us. We bless your name, O God. Holy Father, we bless you. We bless your name. We draw close. We love to hear what you say. 
We love to know what you know, to know your heart, to be enveloped in your love. We love to set our mind on heaven above, on the things that matter to you. We give you our attention. We give you our focus. With all our hearts, with all our minds, we, we, we set ourselves to see only you. We don't need anything. We don't want anything. We're not looking for you to, to do. We're just seeking to be with you, to worship you. For you have done so much. You have given us so much. You have blessed us in so many ways. Our blessings abound in so many ways. You have given us your very own son. And Jesus, Jesus has come and and lived and died for us. You sent us your only son. You so loved us that you sent your son to be a sacrifice to be our substitute, to be our redeemer, to be our resurrection and life. (laughs) And you've made us alive in you and now we've been born again and now we've been made righteous in him. And now we forever are set apart by you, sanctified to be with you. Hallelujah. You created us like you. In your image and in your likeness, we are like you. And even after sin, now you've recreated us in Christ Jesus to be with you, to be like you, to fellowship with you. And Father, we're with you today. We're not far away, but we're with you right here, right now. We're made of the same stuff. We have your thoughts. We've adopted, we've adapted to your ways. And now we know your voice. And we know who you are. Thank you for your your presence tonight. Oh, Lord, it brings us pleasure. It brings us joy. It brings us great peace. Great peace. Great peace. We love your presence. We love your, your word. We love your voice. We serve you. We serve you with all of our hearts, Father. This is our choice. This is our our desire to be with you, to be in your presence. Oh, hallelujah! Send him, Graham and us. Ha, hallelujah! Father, thank you. You filled us with your Holy Spirit. You filled us with the gift of God. You've given us your ability. <laughs> And now by your grace, we come. Now by your grace, we stand before you. Fully accepted and fully embraced. Fully washed and fully clean. We put a smile on your face. Hallelujah. We're here with you. We give you glory. We give you honor and praise. We give you thanks. How many How many tonight uh, you could say it? You know, I mean, again, now figuratively speaking, we've crawled up in the, in the Father's lap. We're sitting there on the throne with Him. How many of you uh, can say, and you don't have to say what it is. That's not the next step. Tell me what it is. How many of you can say, uh, the Father said something to me concerning my life. I mean, very specific. You say, I, I got something. I got a word. He, he said something to me. Lift up your hands. 
Isn't that amazing? That many people heard stuff and we didn't even ask him. I mean, you didn't, did you? <laughs> you weren't supposed to. I just mean for now, you know what I mean? But I mean, we went in without trying to get anything. And he gives us stuff. Now, let me just ask you one more thing, just out of curiosity's sake. Because um, I could sense the anointing. Earlier, when I was just talking just a few minutes ago, and, and I used that word, and I said, receive a word from God. Did anybody get a word from God right at that moment? Right when I, right when I, I did that, and I said that, over there, and then over, over there, and, and uh, praise God. No, there's another hand over there. Praise God. Sometimes you do little things and God's on it. Amen. And I can see people getting words from God at the moment. Just like that, you know it. You know God's able to speak to all of us at the exact same time a totally different message. And sometimes, you know, you get, we've all had this happen, you know, where it's like the Lord drops a word and it's just a word one single word but other times you know he'll drop something in you and it's like a whole page but you don't have to take the time to read it you get the whole thing boom just like that some call it now they say a download but literally he can show you a lot in a second in a millisecond in a milli millisecond Amen. Sometimes I, I'll pray in the spirit. And when I'm, you know, sometimes I'll minister that way in here, speaking with tongues and interpretation. And I don't know the interpretation until after I give the tongue. And then I give it and then I, I listen to it as it comes. And I, I know sometimes in my own life, praying in tongues, while I'm speaking in tongues, I'm also hearing, and I know exactly what I'm saying while I'm saying it. Uh, I don't mean every syllable of every word. I'm saying it to him, and he's saying it back to me. And it's like, ooh, this is good. I wish I could, you know, triple task here and r- speak it, hear it, write it. <laughs> but we should expect God to speak to us. Amen. And maybe that's the only the only last thing I have here is um, people receiving words from God direct direct from him and many of you did thank you thank you thank God for that treasure that I mean very much be specific if, if you got something acknowledge it and say thank you father thank you that's the grace of God that's him saying I just like that you are here and I wanted to tell you something amen Amen. Well, God is good. Praise God.